0: Welcome to episode three of the Slightly Fuzz podcast. I want to give a shout out to Rhinosaur on this one. I did some work for their single, Blood Like Wine, and they ended up turning it into a t shirt. And you can get that t shirt at their merch store. Yeah, you can also check out that single on the Slightly Fuzz Spotify playlist. Up next, we have Adam Gear from Red Touch Black. All right, Adam Gear from Red Touch Black. Thanks for being here.
1: Yo, Ryan, my man. Thank you for How having are me. Ya? So, yeah,
0: great. Appreciate it? You? Um, you're actually the second Philadelphia band that I've had on in three episodes. <laughs> so you guys must have quite you're the scene kidding. going on out there right now.
1: Who'd you, who else did you interview?
0: The Age of Truth was my last one.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Of course,
0: man. You know those guys?
1: Yes. Yeah. And and I have to say, um, I think you're absolutely right, man. Them and there's so many other bands. There's a, right there's now. a few
0: more. I just noticed going through some bands and stuff on Instagram today. There's more. I mean,
1: yeah. I,
0: you know, I'm, they're all over the place, but Philadelphia seem to keep coming up.
1: If you can find me a better city right now on the planet that is putting out like rock, especially heavier rock stuff, but a lot of different things into psychedelic rock, then I'm going to buy you a beer, man. Really? Why, yeah. why is that? It's, it's a good question. There's, there's a lot of great people out here. It's, you know, have you been out to Philly? No, never. If you come, we're going to have a great time, man. It's a very real city. There are just so many different people. And I, I don't know, maybe I'm romantic, but at the birth of democracy, I think a lot of that has to do with just the feel of the city. A lot of people of color just intermingling, yes. and in like, you know, South Philly and, and Irish. And
0: and it looks like you guys are playing shows again,
1: huh? Yeah, we're, we're playing shows down here. We actually just... Um, we just played a show this past weekend indoors. That was our first indoor show since the pandemic, and wow. another one. So it's a, yeah, people are excited, man. It was it's positive vibes for sure.
0: Cool, and that was that was a Dolphin Dolphin Club, or
1: yeah, uh, what do they call it. I, dolphin. Do you know anything about this place? Did you read? No, I, I, I
0: briefly looked at the pictures after you told me that, and and they're interesting.
1: <laughs> Dude, so the Dolph, um, we're here on Broad Street, which is a big street that runs north south. And in the south is the naval yard where they used to build ships a long time ago. Like, you know, they built, like, big Navy ships and everything. There's still some old wreckage of them. But this used to be a sailor bar called the Dolphin. It's, like, 16, 20 blocks north of the Navy Yard. And sailors used to go and go into this, like, strip joint, basically, is what it was, and kind of party when they were here. And, and it's still, like, a club today in many iterations of it, you know, down the path, but it's a really cool spot. And now they're doing live music, which is, nice. which is very cool. All,
0: must be all sorts of kind of music, right?
1: To- totally. Yeah. At this point. Yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah.
0: Um, so I wanted to ask you about your album a, a little bit. I listened to it like a, a month ago and it sounded just, I think you listed it as stoner, psychedelic fuzz, all that stuff. And when I listened to it, it sounded just different than anything that I really expected. You guys have the female backup vocals, and uh, she takes on one song, I think, um, Begging You yeah, on her own. You have like the synth in the background there, and it's got kind of like this almost 90s vibe on a few of them, like a, like a Pixies sound. But it's got some heavy songs in it. It's got kind of like little dreamy songs in there. It's, it's really interesting um, as a record.
1: Yeah. Thank you, man. And Shannon, she also plays, um, she plays that synth. And then there's, um, there's an Adam Fanoff. He plays drums and then Adam Williams on bass. And and if you're keeping track, that's three Adams, which is, (laughs) which is just absolutely insane, man. Three Adams in the same band and then Shannon. That's funny. Two, two black Adams with dreadlocks who are of Jamaican descent. And again, if you go to any city, go to any city and you find two Black Adams making it in the same band, I'll buy you a beer.
0: Well, it's, you're probably like one of like five black dudes in this entire genre to begin with. So to have two of them in the same yeah. band, pretty impressive.
1: That is that is also a true statement. <laughs> um, But yeah, to answer your question, man, I, I'm i a huge rock fan. And I like the first bands that I started playing in were not, they were not rock. They're kind of like Rocky, but they were more like jazz fusion fusion psychedelic herbie hancock early 70s that kind of feel and i i always though was Jimi hendrix was my my guy and band of gypsies in particular is is the album for me that's that's it in terms of everything the live band of gypsies album from from new year's eve and so i always wanted to play it in a band that sounded like that and that's kind of how it started but i'm such a fan of rock throughout the last however i've been live you know 35 40 years of listening that I wanted to pull all those influences, all the things that were in my head that were like, oh, I would love to play guitar in a rock thing on yeah. this. So it's all over the place. But I, you know, there's like a bunch of just influences I wanted to get out.
0: Well, it's interesting you say that you drew from so many uh, influences because to me there there's almost, um, have you heard the new Desert Sessions record? I haven't. It's, it's like Josh Homme and like Friends, and they all get together, and it's I like 12 or something like that at this point. I don't remember what they're on, but
1: yeah. Yeah. it had almost like
0: a similar vibe. I think like Billy Gibbons was on this last one. It hits had some, some bigger names on it, but it had like this vibe of like, you can kind of tell it's all the same album, but each song is so different from the last, and they have one where it's all female vocals. They have a couple where Josh sings, obviously, and they had Billy Gibbons sing on one, and yeah. It, they they're all cohesive in the end but it really gives this like experimental vibe where it's just like we had a lot of ideas and influences and we put them on all onto this record and 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 especially with like begging you having all female vocals i just got that vibe in my head as i was listening to it
1: and and for sure there's you know there's definitely not a terrible amount of, of black and brown people in in the metal genre but i, I think it's just a function of like a lot of a lot of different things, um, you know. There's there's so many great traditions in 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 black and brown music in this country, and it's, it's just like, why wouldn't you be, you know, part of some of the really, really, really awesome stuff that's happening around there? But yeah. for for me, it was kind of the same way. I, I in on the flip side of the coin, I grew up in like a predominantly white area outside of um, Albany, New York, in upstate New York, and so I would I was one of two out of the school district of I don't even know how many, you know, thousands. And and then my brother too and the the Nirvana album came out, you know, I fucking got that Nirvana album um and you know, like everyone else never mind, of my generation it blew my mind and all of a sudden I was addicted to to hearing that kind of of rock and it snowballed from from there into Hendrix, a lot of blues artists, you know, Steve Irvine, I went through all the phases and then I came back to like Rage Against the Machine, Soundgarden, It just tore through that, that sound and it got heavier and heavier and heavier until I ran into the, into Sleep, the band. And I just ran into them. I don't know how along that progression and Sleep blew my mind in terms of just like riff, heavy riff, super slow, not trying to go anywhere, not trying to be flashy, just a big groove, and yeah. and it felt so just awesome. And, and since I heard that, and then everything else I heard, going back to Hendrix and licks and fuzz, and I was just like, oh, I I just I have to be a part of that super heavy, drony, you know, you know that feeling you get when you yeah, listen. For to those sure. licks. Yeah, if you're a music lover, if you're a music lover then I think, you know, when you're a music lover who loves music, I think you have to listen to Sleep and bands like that and what's happening in this scene and definitely go to a live show. And if you're not used to it, bring earplugs because it will be loud and you'll probably enjoy it better. But take the risk, go look at the people. The people are great. It's an amazing scene. No one ever is, like, super like aggressive or anything like that. It's just they all want to be there and feel the, like how loud it can be and riffs. And it's just awesome. It's a great scene and it's awesome music.
0: It it is a great scene. I I talked about it with Chris a little bit on the first podcast and it seems like there's so many bands and even like record labels themselves in this genre that are all about lifting each other up and and helping each other out. I mean, it, it, it's easy to see like bands helping each other out. But when you start seeing like the labels themselves working together on uh, like festivals or even on social media or anything like that, it's surprising, but it's it's awesome. I mean, you hear like Ripple Music talk about it a lot, about how they just, they just love music and they don't care if, if a band's not on their label. If they're going to be good for a show, they want to put them on. And I, I think I find that a lot in this type of music it seems that everyone's really helping each other out promote each other and they're fans of each other and and I don't remember it quite being like that growing up listening to just classic rock rock heavy metal you know I got heavier and heavier as time went on too and I don't remember that I mean maybe maybe I'm just tainted now at this point but I don't remember that so much and and this in this scene in particular it really seems like it's happening a lot
1: yeah, I, I think that's absolutely right. I think that's absolutely right. I think people are fans of the other music, and I think they really, 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 they also just love it, and they love different people's takes on it and sounds, and then also, like, the comparisons and the thing they love about it. And, yeah, for some reason, it's um, – the, the community around it is really supportive of each other. Like, mm-hmm. we, did, we just played the show with um, – and we were so fortunate enough to do it with this band, High Reaper, that shirt is on, Ruby the Hatchet. Heavy Temple, Slow Mo Sapiens, you know, St. James and the Apostles, Larlene. There were there were so many amazing bands from Philly there. And it was like all they wanted to do was support each other. It was it was incredible. And it really made us feel at home. And yeah, it's I, I tell people too with this music, a lot of times people who aren't into it, it's like, oh, it's too heavy, whatever they think about it. It's too whatever they think about it, right? And I'm like, but the people, too, once you get into the scene, you'll see that the people are, like, also as supportive, nice, genuine, funny, yeah. fun-loving as, as, like, anywhere. And welcoming, too. Like, they're, they're very welcoming, i found.
0: Yeah, I've gotten that feeling. Um, yeah. I didn't know that all those bands were from Philly. Is
1: that yeah. all those things named off? And so many more, man. Yeah. That's, that's
0: incredible. I mean, I know we talked about it, but, I like, I've been yeah. listening to Slowmo Sapiens lately. Yeah. And uh, I did hear Ruby the Hatchet a while back. And
1: um, dude, how good are they?
0: Yeah, it's that's awesome. Oh, yeah. You guys do have a hell of a scene going on out
1: there, dude. Heavy Temple they just dropped an album. Yeah, yeah. that is fucking. There's a track on it called Isabella. And all of your viewers, if you haven't lis- listened to the track Isabella from from Heavy Temple, that it's fucking, it's rad. Yeah, there there are a lot of great bands. And why is that? I don't understand. Yeah, I to and I'm like.
0: Does anybody else in the world understand what's
1: <laughs> yeah. no, it's well, Yeah. We dig it.
0: Like I like I said, I'm not really in Chicago, but I don't know that many super heavy. I don't know that there's a super heavy scene going on down there. I know a few bands in Chicago yeah. and they're great and they're heavy. But as far as like a, like a really good scene, I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm just too far away from it. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong, but um, I don't know. I don't know that that's really happening too much.
1: I, I will try. I'll investigate that. the The Russian circles are from there, and I think they're from Chicago, but they're uh, they're they're awesome. But they're you know they've been around for a long time. We need new. Yeah. We need new. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to like offend any Chicago bands out there. I oh mean, my there god, are
0: yeah, really no. heavy bands out there. Yeah. I know that. But as far as like yeah. just like, it's, a, it's a big city, you know, I, you you would think yeah. that there would just be like this. Incredible heavy scene. I don't, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I shouldn't have said that.
1: <laughs> we should start like a Philadelphia Chicago rivalry now, like the East Coast West Coast thing. Yeah, like yeah. I fired the first shot, and we'll see what we'll see what the <laughs> response is. Yeah. yeah, I wanted
0: to ask you about long legs because oh boy, <laughs> the first time I listened to it again, like I don't. This is a while ago. The first time I heard it, and I don't always listen to the lyrics super well my first time through. But in my head, I'm just like, oh, long legs, like gotta be like like ZZ Top, like legs, you know? And back in the 90s, like growing up, like legs were the thing that made a girl sexy was just legs, and now it's all ass. And I was like, I bet the song's about legs, and it's like a throwback to like how sexy legs are. <laughs> and, and then I listened to it again, and I don't think that that's what the song's about at all.
1: <laughs> God, I wish I'd thought of that, because that probably... <laughs> That would have been, that would have been like so much better, probably. (laughs) Definitely, definitely um, an allusion to that. Yeah, I definitely remember that. And I can see it in my head. I can see the music video. And so the the long legs thing came out. I was trying to write like a a love song, breakup song kind of thing. and, And I wanted to be like a little bit tongue in cheek about it. Like I just wanted to be, I don't know, a little bit tongue in cheek about it. And, and that's how it, it kind of came out. But definitely, those are the images that, like, you know, from, like, videos that stick out in your mind in rock. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you about the artwork, also, because it's another really unique part of this album, is that <clears throat> and I kind of talked to the Age of Truth about this, too, about album artwork. I'm super into the artwork. I'm an artist myself and a designer, and so I always zero in on that a little bit. And You look at a lot of stoner albums, Doom albums, stuff like that, and you get the same vibe. You kind of know what you're going to get going into it. And with yours, I had no idea what to expect because the the album cover is so funky in itself. But it was almost like there's maybe going to be a little bit of tongue-in-cheek in it because it's almost goofy, but not quite and it's definitely not evil so you knew it wasn't going to be like this like doom record or anything like that so how did that album artwork come across where did you get the mask how did you decide to use it for the cover tell me about the, the artwork
1: yeah yeah that's that's a great question and there's there's so much fun really because it's just you know how it is when you're like in a band and you do things there's a funny story kind of behind these things yeah. but um we we had a dude lined up who was an amazing artist to do our, our art, and it just didn't work. And we, we kind of wanted to like release a date, and it was it was whatever. So I literally, a synth player, Shannon, and singer, she's incredible. She's an incredible artist in a lot of different ways. But we were like, shit, we have to do something. And I was like, you know what? I've got a mask. I'm going to go put it on. I'm going to take my shirt off. There was a big debate as to whether I should have my shirt on or off for the picture, you know what I mean? And I literally just went into the alley and took a, the like iphone portrait mode and took it oh, to wow. these bricks in my background with the mask on and uh and then she helped with the filtering and we looked at it and the same thing you're saying we we're like oh th- what's gonna be like grabby what's gonna and we're not quite sure about our like sound how that portrays to to uh-huh. people and what their expectation would be looking at a thing you know what i mean and so I think it fits
0: perfectly because it's think? like this. This cover is unique for sure. You don't see anything like that, especially in this genre of you know stoner or doom or whatever. Yeah. So your music and your cover fit perfectly because your your sound isn't exactly like that either. It's got like a little bit of a '90s thing going on. It's it's not sludge, you know. So it wouldn't it wouldn't right. make sense to have something like that. So I thought it worked great. I, I loved it.
1: Oh, dude, man. Thank you so much. That's really awesome.
0: Have you ever heard of uh, a place called the Woolly Mammoth in Chicago? Yes. Yeah?
1: Yeah, because I gotta say that I've been there.
0: They have stuff like that. They have these yeah. big, weird masks that used to be in, like, I don't know, a circus, you know, 100 years ago. And they have, like, old, like, medical equipment, like, lobotomy tools from back in the day. Like, really bizarre, weird stuff. They have a... That they have like a awesome. drawing that um, I think John Wayne Gacy made. I think it was of Hitler, actually. It was like a John Wayne Gacy drawing of is in there. They have just really bizarre stuff.
1: That is and, dark. And when I yeah. saw
0: that mask, though, I was like, that looks like the place, you know. I have a, a three-horned ram on my, my office wall in here that I got from there. And my girlfriend and I have been there a few times, gotten like taxidermy. We have a taxidermied skunk in our bathroom.
1: <laughs> like, oh, so it's not it's even I stuff. I'm envisioning a bar. It's not a bar. It's a place where you can no. go and get stuff like this. It's like
0: an oddity shop. Yeah.
1: Oh, that sounds awesome, man. It is awesome. It's it's, yeah. a, it's a
0: really cool place. And that, yeah. that mask was like, oh, I wonder if he went ever went to Chicago and just grabbed that and was like, this is going on the album cover.
1: Can I can I ask you how much you paid for that?
0: For the three horned yeah. ram skull. Yeah. You don't want to know, man. Too much. <laughs> That's good like I think it was like 200 bucks, 250 maybe or something like
1: that. Oh, that's that is reasonable for something that really like you like and it's just like, "Oh, I need to have it on my wall." That's reasonable super, for that. Super
0: it's super cool. I don't know if it was worth that, but I did. I grabbed something else off my wall too just because it's a mask. I got this at the same place. Oh, I think they gave it
1: to me actually. Oh, right on, man.
0: So, yeah. I think it's made out of like a coconut shell or something actually and then they, you know, it's got these like long like mustache hairs and I don't know. It's pretty, it's pretty gnarly place, but I don't know. Your your cover uh, reminded me of that place. It's it's cool.
1: That's 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 great man. I love yeah. it.
0: <laughs> well, you talked to uh, when we were talking on Instagram, you talked a little bit about um, yeah. looking at other people's Instagrams and I think that kind of ties in too because because I feel the same way about a lot of these metal bands have these like gnarly Instagram accounts and it's funny to watch how it's just like it's it's rad it's like motorcycles and leather and fire and skulls and 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 you made the joke about it but i looked at your account and maybe you're not fire and skulls but you guys look cool as shit though <laughs> i don't see too many heavy bands standing there in like a blue hawaiian shirt it's true you look cool as hell to me i don't know i thought it was pretty pretty bad
1: Dude, dude, dude I'm, I'm taking a huge risk every time I go out on stage at a show like that and wear a fucking Hawaiian shirt. But, um, you know, I have friends who are just like, eh, "That's the that's what I normally wear," you know. And the and then I also obviously love to wear, you know, rock T-shirts and that kind of thing. Yeah. But um, but yes, to to answer your question, wait, what was your question again? I forgot.
0: <laughs> I don't know that it was necessarily a silly question, but just talking about. Um, like heavy band Instagrams
1: oh totally, and how
0: how they're presented or choose to be presented on Instagram and, and versus versus yours or, or, you know, I have, I have a friend that's also in a a thrash band and I've talked, I've already talked to him about him uh, once on this podcast, but um, he, they were doing like a video or a a photo shoot or something. And they were all like, what, you know, what black shirt should we wear? What metal shirt should we wear? You know, and he ended up going with like, I forget yellow wolf. Maybe I think you wore like a yellow wolf shirt or something. Yeah, awesome. it, and it was almost like, I mean, it was on purpose. It was kind of like as a, as a statement going like, I don't have to wear a metal shirt just because I'm in a metal band. I like a lot of shit, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, and I almost think of it the same way. I mean, going out there in a Hawaiian shirt on stage in a heavier band is a, is a choice. Yes. It's an intentional choice. I'm sure.
1: Co- correct. yeah, yeah, actually, at the the last show we almost played this past weekend, I almost wore a silver chair shirt that I've had from like my childhood. It, it's like, you know, it's like twenty five years old, and I was like, I'm just gonna wear a fucking silver. It's a big big frog on it, you know, and it just like says silver chair in black letters. yeah, and and a lot of that has to do with the, I think, sort of the tongue in cheek just in general in the metal community. It's like people think yeah. everyone is so serious, but it really is like, it's just not that way actually yeah. it's it's not like people are serious and dark it's just just not that way people like to have a good time people like to be like funny and and sarcastic and and humorous yeah. and like in a kind way do you know what i mean not like yeah. not in a dark way um and yeah i just feel like i i wear what what is comfortable sometimes it's a black metal shirt other times it's like it's just something bright i've been i've been leaning towards the the end sometimes, but the the Instagram accounts are insane, man, that I'm seeing yeah. these days in my feed. I don't know if anyone else is seeing these things, but if I'm not, if I'm not like drinking a handle of bourbon, like <laughs> fucking canoeing somewhere at the same time roasting like pork under the sand, not just like regular roasting pork, digging a hole, bearing like a thing, yeah, putting this all on my Instagram, fireworks at the same time as trying to like jump. <laughs> A fire pit in a motorcycle. Yeah. That, that's what I'm saying. But that is, that's what I guess people are doing. It makes me feel so like, what well, am I doing here? Why am I there?
0: There are some like legit gnarly dudes in, in the scene for sure. I mean, they are, they're badasses, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're probably, they're living that shit for real.
1: It is 100 true. Yeah.
0: Some some of them, I'm sure, are not as cool as they they perceive they're perceived on Instagram. Like what what like what would a Lemmy Instagram account look at this point? You know, like if he had an Instagram, would he be as cool as we think he is? I don't know. Maybe not. <laughs>
1: I kind of think he would be doing most of those things probably.
0: Yeah, I mean, he was the real deal. He he is a badass. Yeah. But that's kind of my point is that like, what would he share on there? Would it be just like tipping out bottles of Jack all the time, or would he be like sitting there like? watching housewives on the weekend and being like, I don't know, just
1: bowl of popcorn, hanging out. <laughs> I, bet he'd be, I bet he'd be playing a lot. I bet yeah. it'd be him just like sitting, like playing a lot. I feel like he constantly had a base, you know, and was just yeah. like,
0: did you ever watch that documentary? Let me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's so good.
0: I mean, he really is. Maybe that was a bad example. He really is the real deal. He's, yeah. he's badass. He really lives it or lived it.
1: Yeah. But, did you see that movie with the, um, Fuck, who was it that they were? It's like the hair movie. They were a hair band from the '80s, but not with Tommy Lee. The Dirt. Yes, The Dirt. Did you see yeah, that? Yeah, I did. Oh yeah, God, dude, it was so good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, those guys are wild. I mean, they they were the real deal too. I'm not like super into like Haiti, air, uh, '80s hair metal or anything like that, but they <laughs> they're wild. was
1: it, it have be- to state that. Yeah.
0: It it must have been such a time to uh, be in a a big band like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: definitely. (laughs) Um, To your your point about, like, the the shirts and stuff, though, I mean, I I went to a a Megadeth concert, and I wore a Boston, the band Boston t-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. and it was on purpose. I mean, I was just like, I don't, I have a Megadeth shirt at home I could wear, and I don't want to because everyone's gonna wear a Megadeth shirt. Everyone here is gonna have a Megadeth shirt on. Yeah. So yeah. I wore a Boston shirt, and you wouldn't believe how many people were like, Boston, the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> like, like, you can't, serious? you can't like both or something like that.
1: <laughs> are you serious?
0: Yeah. I got a lot of comments. I got a lot of comments on.
1: Were they, were they just like, were they being funny or were they kind of just being like, were they serious? Like, dude. Boston here at a Megadeth concert?
0: I mean, maybe a little both. Some were like, I I mean, it's funny or, okay, I like Boston too. I probably wouldn't have worn it to this show. But, yeah. you know, I also, it, I, it's like 20 years ago, but I would go to like Goodwill and look at the other selection of band shirts and stuff. And I found like a Michael Bolton shirt and a Barry Manilow shirt. Yeah. And I would wear those. I, I wore those a lot, actually. I wore them all the time. I just thought it was hilarious. And I get so many comments on that. And I think I still have the the Michael Bolton shirt to this day, but just like that type of humor of just <laughs> like wearing a Michael Bolton shirt to a metal yeah, concert, it. I found it a lot of fun. I found it hilarious.
1: I you were you were ahead of your time, man. If people weren't appreciating, <laughs> if people weren't appreciating how funny that would be, that it's like really wearing a
0: dare shirt to a like a college party. Yeah, 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 <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's just like, it's, yeah, man, it's cool. I, I would have thought that was very, very, very funny. But uh, I'm friends with the drummer for Michael Bolton, by the way. Oh, yeah? And he's a great, he's he's an amazing drummer. A Philly guy. Together. He's not a Philly guy. He's from Connecticut. His name is Drew. Um, I'm going to force him to watch this so that he can, <laughs> so he can repost it. But, yeah, he's Michael Bolton's drummer. And wow. dude, obviously the rhythm section is crazy. Not very metal, not very metal though. Not metal, um,
0: but I'm I'm sure they're extremely talented. How'd that come about being friends with them?
1: Oh, we went to college together. And I always thought that I was too good to play with them. I was like, oh no, fuck it. Like, no, I'm too good to to play with this guy. And he was actually friends with my my wife. Um, So they were like friends. And it turns out that he was like a, th- like a thousand million times better than me in actuality and went on to become like a professional, you know, killer fucking drummer. And, was um, he
0: into music like, like that because, or was it like just the best gig in town and he's like, I can't pass it up?
1: He was he was really good. He was in music in the music program there. I just had like an ego. I thought it was better than him, and he was like a, a trillion times better than me. In action. but did he
0: want to be in like a metal band? And he was like, I don't know. I got the offer from from Michael Bolton. I he can't turn that down.
1: He also plays drums for um, a woman who won American Idol. Okay, I forgot her name a long time ago. But he's just good. He can play anything. You know, he's one of those dudes who can play anything, any feel. And it's going to sound, it's just going to sound good. You know? Yeah.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, Mike, Michael Bolton has kind of had a comeback there after like the, uh, what were they called? Those, the funny guys, Lonely Island. Is that what they're called? I don't know the, that. The, the, uh, it was the guys from uh, SNL. It was, oh, Jesus. I, I'm, I'm not going to remember any of their names now for some <laughs> reason. But uh, th- they were the guys from SNL and they started this band, funny, like jokey band called like yeah. the Lonely Island, I think. Oh and yeah it, yeah and they did a song with Michael Bolton. It was about like Pirates of the Caribbean or something like that. And and everyone was like, "Oh, Michael Bolton like can laugh at himself. Now he's awesome." And he had like kind of this resurgence and like he did like a oh, Netflix yeah. special, I think, and it was like this Valentines thing that was almost making fun of himself but kind of romantic and funny. And people were just like, "Michael Bolton's the shit now." After the people have been making fun of him
1: for decades, <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not surprised that he's had a resurgence. I'm. I'm definitely not surprised. I mean, some of those tracks are. I mean, they're they're killer tracks. That's. I love to think about because I'm. You know, I'm in the riff business, and there've been so many great riffs. I love listening to artists like that, and then being like, okay, what kind of what tiny part of their song can I make a riff out of? And there's yeah. there's a, there are a lot of them that that's like a great starting point. Like just like a poppy. You know, slow it way down. Make it super heavy. Yeah. Uh, Are you Catholic by any chance?
0: I I was raised Catholic. Yeah. I'm not. Me
1: me too. I was same thing. Same exact thing. I was raised Catholic, and I'm not uh, practicing. And there was this one thing from Catholicism. that goes, "Christ does come, Christ." You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah. If you are Catholic and you're watching this and you know that tune, slow it way down. And it is the most heavy riff. And you don't I, even have to I, change the words. You slow that thing slow. down and you keep
0: keep the words, it'd be heavy as hell.
1: Dude, dude, even if you even <laughs> if you were to keep the words, you would be like, Holy shit, this is fucking super fucking heavy. But if you yeah. do that at home, and don't steal that idea because I'm still trying to figure out a way to play it in a set. And I'm just gonna play <laughs> the riff first, and then maybe I'll sing the words now. I don't know. But yeah. um, I love just hearing things like that because riffs are fucking riffs are awesome yeah man yeah. Love, love riffs yeah big that's, riffs,
0: that's interesting that's that's such a good that's such a good way to, like hear your writer's block is to like take a a song that you would never imagine to help in any way like let's just pick on Michael Bolton this whole episode take a Michael Bolton yeah. song <laughs> and and slow it down or take like take like the chorus or like the catchy part of it and like do it with a distortion and and turn it into like this metal thing or like things from church. <laughs> I mean, that's great. That's a good idea.
1: <laughs> yep. We just, we just played a, a, the first, we played the chorus of Britney Spears' Hit Me Baby one more time in our last show. And it was like, bomb, 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 my loneliness, bomb, bomb is killed. And it was, so we just did the one thing and I thought it worked out great, man.
0: You know that is a thing that I've kind of noticed for a while now. Is if you watch
1: Free Britney, think, by the way. Sorry, I said Free Britney, by the way. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: well, that's a that's a whole other thing. Um, but if you if you watch like commercials, like for like a video game, they'll take like a pop, fun song and slow it way down and make it kind of creepy. Yeah, and you're like, oh, that's awesome. And I've seen it done a handful of times, especially in in recent years. And it turns it into like this really creepy song because you kind of know the lyrics and you're like, oh, that's that one song. This is weird. And your reaction to it is like accentuated because of that reason. And it's it turns it into a pretty cool song.
1: I I think you're you're 100 percent right. That's a very good point. I will also say that I think Rick Rubin. Has, like there've been covers all the time, but Rick Rubin slowed down Nine Inch Nails. Um, I, which one did he do? Now everyone's going to kill me for not saying it. But then um he slowed that down for um, for Johnny Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash, right? And Nine Inch Nails Hurt. The, the original, yeah, 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 Hurt. Hurt. yeah. exactly, her. And that's, that's a great
0: story. example of that. Yeah, it's a great example of it.
1: It's like just it's it was so different, so good. The original is. Fucking! It stands up to the test of time. It's incredible. And yep. then they just slowed it down, and this old country singer sang it, and it also sounds in fucking genius. It's like yep. the greatest shit you've ever heard in your entire yeah. life. Like, it's there's just, a lot like, of
0: people that think that's his song and that Nine Snails covered it. Yeah, and that's got to be the ultimate compliment if you're covering someone is for people to think that it's your song. I
1: mean, yeah, yeah, yeah totally. People were like, man, hit, they came up to me after the show. They're like, hit me, baby, one more time. That was amazing. When did you write that? Oh. <laughs> I, I didn't write that. That was a woman named Britney Spears. Who? Who's Britney Spears? Oh that man, you got some young couple. kids at your show. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's funny.
0: Yeah i uh, I was doing I was doing uh, a, a parody for Slightly Fuzz on Instagram, and I was doing it today. And by the time this comes out, it'll have already been uh, posted, so I'm not worried about it. But it was for a band. And I was gonna use Urkel in it as the the joke. And I was like, do people know Urkel anymore? Like I'm not I'm not that old, but do you think people know Urkel?
1: No, I'm gonna go ahead and say no. It depends on what age group.
0: I mean, my demographic is mostly like 30s, so I'm assuming most of them will, but there are some people that are like in their mid-20s where I'm like. I don't know if you even know who Urkel is. I mean, he was huge. So, like, you'd think that just through yeah. like pop culture history, you might. But
1: and I don't just,
0: know. now you just, got me a little worried. Maybe I think I should rethink that.
1: We're talking about the same Urkel, right? The the first Urkel president of the United States, Urkel T. Jones, I believe you're speaking about. Uh, the, no, one goes,
0: the one that the one that goes, heard. "Did I do that?"
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's okay. We're talking about the same one um man those things on vh1 or something where they show like young people and they're on youtube i guess too look how old i sound they show young people they show young people things that clearly i fucking remember like and i know exactly what they're i feel like if you showed them urkel they'd be like good times or (laughs) like you know some other completely wrong reference yeah Yeah, i don't think i don't think they know who that was a very specific thing but i i love that show
0: but it was so big. It's like, you, you think that maybe they would just have to know it. I mean, I know, I know stuff from my parents' generation, you know, like what? I mean, the TV shows they watch, I watched like green acres as a kid. Like I, I know plenty of really old stuff. I watched, I love Lucy, you know, like I know that's, there's no reason for me to really necessarily know that, but true. true. And music. I listen to my, my parents' music. I mean, we were just talking about, you know, Hendrix or, you know, some of those are so big that it just seems obvious, but Still, I I know Dean Martin, let's say. I know Dean Martin, you know. So they should know Urkel, right?
1: <laughs> yes, Dean Martin, Martin. Dean Martin and Urkel would be very similar, I think, on the weight scale. Yeah, I mean, all right, maybe I should rethink that one, I guess, but. Maybe in terms of popular relevance to that generation, I mean, Urkel was a big fucking deal. Like, that was a huge show. Huge with show. the suspenders and the fucking plaid shirt and the glasses. Like, of course, yeah. and, and Laura. And God, I wish they were together to this day. I really wish they would have. Succeeded. Yeah,
0: I was just thinking about and and as I was doing that thing today, I was thinking about Urkel and like how shows jump the shark, as they say, where they kind of like lose the premise a little bit. And didn't Urkel, like, time travel or something and, like, cool Urkel came? Do you remember that?
1: Stefan, yeah, man. Of course Stephane. I remember. That. That's <laughs> what it was.
0: And I was like, "How oh, this is totally lost, the point of, yeah. of Family Matters. But
1: anyway. Yeah, there were a few things they did like that that were really, really, really weird now that you mentioned yeah. it. But Stefan was was one of the weirder and also one of the most, I guess, legendary. He was cool yeah. as shit, man. Stefan was awesome. He probably didn't a to Stoner Metal.
0: I'm guessing that Urkel was, like, sensing the end of the show and was like, listen, if I end this show as Urkel, I'm never going to get hired ever again. You have to make me Stefan for a couple episodes so that I can work again.
1: (laughs) Dude, you're absolutely right, man. That is probably exactly what happened. You're an evil genius. I toast you. But I bet he was like, listen, man, this is wrapping up. I can't be Urkel for the rest of my life. I'm about and to he me. would have been. I um, mean, I, I don't know that he yeah. ever,
0: ever did anything else necessarily, like, you know, even close to that level. Yeah. But he was probably like, if I have any chance, yeah. You he, gotta he, give me Stefan for an episode or two.
1: And the proof in the pudding that you're right is that in spite of doing that, instead of in spite of, or you know, even though he did that, yeah. he still is just Stefan, you know, no no, or I'm sorry, Urkel. No one really remembers yeah. Stefan. Urkel, yeah. 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 <laughs>
0: It's it's easy to get Urkel and uh, Carlton mixed up. I feel like now that I'm thinking about it, because Carlton was a huge dork too, but
1: very different dorks. Very, very different, different dorks. Yeah. Very very different dorks. I don't mind. know that
0: he ever. I don't know that he ever went on to do anything else either. I mean, he's still known for that dance, right? I mean, that's his claim to fame still to this day. Can you do it? Can Can I do it? Yeah. No, I, I can't even do a dance let alone the Carlton dance. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, I think he was in like Hollywood Squares. I think he to his in his credit, right. did, They might have both done it, but yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, super super important geeks in the world of in the world of our childhood.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I don't even know how we got on that topic, but uh, I have but no I'll, idea
1: how we got to that topic. I love I love thinking about it. Mm-hmm. You know, those were good times.
0: They were TJF, the wasn't it? TJF. Like being, being a kid and watching TJF, it was like Full House, Family Matters, Step by Step, something else. I don't know, but. Step by step, day by day by day. See, those are the songs that you should be slowing down and turning into metal songs because they all had great theme songs. Family Matters. I don't remember what Family Matters was, but I remember loving it. Could that
1: be a cover band? Could a cover band go around and just sing like jingles? but really sludgy. Definitely. I
0: was going to say there probably is a cover band that does jingles, but like yeah. to be a metal version of it would be yeah. pretty awesome. Yeah. Cause they're super well-written. I think that a lot of them were written by the same few people. Yeah. It was like, it was a guy or a handful of people that did like a lot of those from the time period. I mean, they're probably loaded at this point, but those are like amazing, amazing yeah songs Like really well written, and like they're really catchy.
1: T- well, Total
0: fortune for whoever
1: wrote all that stuff. Oh man, it just yeah, you stick it sticks in your head, you know, until today. There's no question about it. Yeah. <laughs> I, on the
0: first episode of this podcast, Chris was talking about how he knows through Instagram mostly, and, and chats with the guy that wrote the Seinfeld theme song because he's a bass player, and he like <laughs> talks with this guy.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's that haunts me though. That one haunts me. So I, I actually
0: <laughs> the the baseline from
1: Seinfeld. It, it definitely haunts me. Yeah, absolutely. Every time I hear that tone, I'm like, oh. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just like an abrasive tone. But I mean, I don't. Who is playing that bass? It's like less Claypool Fucking playing that bass. It is. Something.
0: It's it's pretty like. It's kind of like a wonky sound that he has that he, he plays that with. And it's like throughout the whole episode, you know, like they'll change scenes and be like bOM.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Someone should do an SNL of that where Les Claypool is like <laughs>
0: He'd be great at it. He what if it, was, what if it was Les Claypool and he's like, I don't like to talk about it.
1: <laughs> that would that would explain why he's probably, you know, I don't know, on an island somewhere. He's fucking just printing cash on the side <laughs> belt jingle.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so this next segment is called Real or Fuzz. And I'm gonna show you ten album covers. And you have to guess if they are real album covers mm-hmm. or slightly fuzzed album covers.
1: I'm very I'm so excited right now, by the way, I can't tell you how excited I am.
0: <laughs> I am too. These are pretty good.
1: Yeah. All right. Let me let me enlarge that one a little oh, bit. Oh come on, are you serious this is how we're starting? Because already I'm stumped. I haven't seen the other one, but I don't know. Thank you for the dove. I haven't heard of Mike Atkins. You motherfucker. This is so good. Oh, am I supposed to be guessing
0: right now? Is it real or is it slightly close? I thought you
1: were going to show me another one. There's just the one right now.
0: Just one. I'll go through 10 of them one by one.
1: Well, this is way too hard then, man. I'm going to go with Slightly Bust. This one is real. (laughs) (laughs) I have to get this album. Yep. (laughs) Do you have have this album? And if so, is he on Spotify? Like, How am I going to check him out, man?
0: I don't know. I should have looked on Spotify for some of these, actually. Maybe maybe that's what I should do next time is listen to these real ones. Dude, because... I bet it sounds immaculate, but I didn't look up the music. I just looked up if it was real or not, and it is.
1: (laughs) I have to hear Mike Atkins.
0: Yep, just wait. (laughs) Mammoth Lungs, will somebody open a window?
1: I mean, it could be real it could also be slightly fuzzed you know what i'm gonna go slightly fuzzed it is slightly fuzzed that's one of mine (laughs) can i where'd you get the hand from
0: uh i think it was just a google search i I think i just found a hand
1: i feel like i've seen that hand before
0: really i don't remember who it belonged to to be honest now at this point is one of the first ones i did but I just like covered it in smoke everywhere. So you can barely make it out.
1: It's great. I love it. Mammoth (laughs) mammoth lungs. Mammoth Mammoth. lungs. Super Raptor. That is real.
0: It is real. And, And actually it's a new album by like a pretty heavy band. And it's actually great. If anyone wants to go check out Super Raptor, shout out to them. I don't, I don't know them or anything like that. I don't even know if they're on Instagram, but this one came on my YouTube, and I was like, "This is awesome."
1: <laughs> I, I have to tell you that the Abmar is just crazy good. That's yeah, that it. looks so cool. Everything Again,
0: else. wasn't wasn't sure what to expect, and that's why I clicked on it, and yeah. it did not disappoint. It's it's a pretty catchy, heavy. It's good. It's good stuff.
1: Super Raptor. Damn man. Yeah. Awesome album. Oops. Uh oh. <laughs> you did too. I liked what I saw there, hairwise. <laughs> Attack of the booger kick pickers. Booger pickers. That's so awesome. I've gotta I've gotta hope that that's real. No. no.
0: That's me. I did that one,
1: <laughs> yeah. dude. My oh, my album would have looked so cool like that. <laughs> I love it. The lettering is so cool. I love zombie stuff. Yeah, that's like, that's like my favorite movie genre. And it just. Oh yeah. Oh god, that looks so cool. Yeah, I love <laughs> that look of the letters. Very cool, man. Thanks. You would have had to spend a lot of time to do this because I know that Halo is an actual record label. I, I might have some. So I'm going to go ahead and say that this is real. I'm going to log it in.
0: This is a real one. Yeah. It, it took me a while to research enough to find if it was like actually real or if it was just someone else, not me, like making yeah. funny yeah. album covers. And it wasn't easy. I mean, the the way people wrote descriptions of this album was like, Cody was on top of the world, and he wrote, no. can I borrow a feeling? And he wrote his follow-up, can I borrow another feeling? And I'm like, this is not real. There's no way that that actually happened. And the more I looked, I'm, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's real. It's not mine, at least. It's not slightly fuzzed, but I'm pretty sure it's a real album.
1: I Again, I have to listen. I just love it. Yeah, You know, clearly, he's just been arraigned. Right in a prison somewhere. Clearly, he's yeah, clearly he's going to prison. He's still drunk. <laughs> he's not anywhere near sober. By the way, he's like still very, very, very drunk. Who in their right mind was like,
0: "This is it. Yeah. This, is this is perfect. This is what we were looking for."
1: right I love it. Yeah. I, I absolutely, I love it. That is so good. Oh come on. <laughs> I know that this is real. You do? No, I mean, I don't. But this is like as dark. I know that this this has to be real. It's just too, it's too this to be unreal.
0: It is real. And also, I have to say, pretty awesome, actually. I listened to a single from this, and I was like, how is this called Goblin Cock? <laughs> like, it was awesome. I really liked it. It it might be, I could be mistaken. I it might be on the slightly fuzz playlist on Spotify if anyone wants to check it out. If if it's not on there, I'll add it tomorrow. It's a pretty awesome song. And heavy? this was the
1: like heavy which way?
0: Yeah, it's heavy. I don't I don't remember if it's like exactly like doomy necessarily, but it's like it's heavy. It's a heavy sure. song for yeah. sure. Yeah. It's good. It, and I, I listened to the whole album, but there was this one song that I really, really liked and it's worth checking out. Completely ridiculous. I don't, I don't know why anyone would want to make goblin cock and put his dick dragon across the floor necessarily, but
1: it's, good stuff. it's It's an album that has to deliver. It has to like, you yeah. can't, you can't fuck around with an album cover like this and then come out with something that isn't fucking going to be like super heavy. And like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. they're, they're drawing a line in the sand and okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll find out.
0: That, I couldn't even make that one up if I tried. That one's it's yeah, too exactly. good to be slightly fuzz. It's it's real, unfortunately. I wish I could take credit for it. Yeah, it is. That's
1: good. <clears throat> so you would have had to have photoshopped in the relapse sticker because I, I know that that's a label here. They're actually uh, based outside of Philadelphia. <clears throat> yeah, so... The lettering is just awesome. I mean, and the colors and everything. I'm going to go ahead and say real. That's me. Whose letters are these?
0: I did the lettering. The Dude. artwork is from a guy named Michael Scott Murphy. And he's, he's done a couple things for me. And he's a really talented artist. So if anyone wants to go check him out on Instagram, Michael Scott Murphy.
1: Dude, the lettering is fabulous. Thanks. <laughs> A job well done. Thank you. Excellent. <laughs> Very good. Cactus. This is getting back to that tongue-in-cheek thing, man. I mean, I know you have that sense of humor, but this also uh, just rings true to me. So I'm going to go ahead and log real.
0: It is real. and. I, I did a cover kind of based on this whole concept. I called it cactus, <laughs> And it looked like the cactuses were, were dicks. But I saw this album come up. And I don't remember. where I think it might have been Instagram. And I was like, this can't be real. Like, is no one else seeing the dick? Is no one else seeing that? And I would, I would, like, Google it. I'm looking up, like, what's this band named Cactus? What was with this album? Did anyone, like boycott this album because there's clearly a cactus dick on the front of it, and no one acknowledged it. Nothing? No one said a word about this cactus penis. (laughs) Except for me. And I'm like, is my brain fucked up? Because it's clearly a cactus
1: penis. (laughs) Aside from from whether or not you believe that that is a human ballast. Okay, regardless of that. It's like a a beautiful album cover. Even if that's just a random cactus... The uh, you know the sun the lettering it's like very simple it's a very cool it's a very cool album
0: and good good music too by the way I did look it up on Spotify this was a while back now and it's got that like kind of like seventies heavy rock psych awesome. type of thing like it's worth checking out too it's pretty cool um, definitely uh, interesting album cover <laughs> maybe I'm the only one that just sees penises everywhere but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Social conditioning. We we can't truly blame you, but yeah, you know, you might, you might, bud. Oh, come on, real.
0: I think so. Again, it's it's one of those albums that I, I tried to look up as much as I could, and it's it appeared to be real.
1: It appeared to be real. Yeah.
0: I think it's it's like a like maybe a Christian thing or Again, something.
1: I mean, if it's not that, then someone fucking called the authorities, man. Yeah, yeah
0: exactly. If it wasn't Jesus, whoever it, else it was, it's not right.
1: Yeah, it has to be Jesus and that's it.
0: Yeah, so that one's a real one.
1: Do you play poker? No, not really. I'm trying to see if you have any tells. (laughs) I haven't been paying attention, but for for your viewers, you should go back and see if you have any tells, and then you'll never be able to play poker again. (laughs) I think this is, you know what? I love everything about it, but this has got to be slightly buzzed because I get your sense of humor now, and I think this is your sense of humor playing out on an album cover.
0: It is. Yeah, that was mine. (laughs)
1: <laughs> dude it's so funny man it's so i think good. you did
0: pretty good i'm gonna have to go back and keep score when i'm editing this but i think oh, you cool. did pretty good
1: oh cool 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 i mean it was fun dude that was really 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 fun that was super good cool. thanks mm-hmm. all right
0: so i'm gonna let you go but uh you have a oh, new album yeah. com- you have a new album out now red touch black mm-hmm. what else you want to plug your your socials or you got shows coming up What's going on? Thanks,
1: man. yeah, we we we're on Instagram. As I think we talked about before. I'm trying to, you know, tomorrow I'm gonna like fire myself out of a cannon while <laughs> drinking a bottle of like Pappy Van Winkle and an attempt to land on the back of an alpaca and then <laughs> shear. I'm gonna shear and then knit a sweater, you know, sleeveless sweater out of it, um, all in the same go. But uh, after I do that, I'm we're playing with this band, High Reaper which I'm, I bought this shirt so many years ago when I really started getting into heavy music and their Philly band. It's always been a dream. We're opening for them September 3rd at, at Kung Fu Necktie with this killer band, Diatra. They're just fucking super heavy and awesome. Um, uh, stoked about it, man. I'm, I'm excited great. to be to, to be playing shows again and to, to just have that experience with people and to see for these sure. other bands.
0: I, I've, I listened to the new High Reaper album. It's great. Yeah. And like I said, I've listened to your album and it's great. So it's going to be a good show. And I appreciate you so much being on here.
1: Of course, man. Thank you.
0: you and, and thanks for playing along. And
1: <laughs> this, this, it's been such a pleasure. And you know, the independent scene—we talk about people supporting each other and and being in the scene. It is exactly what I'm talking about. It's yeah. It's a super positive, fun you know scene. And I'm I'm happy to have done this. And I think it's super awesome. And I would, for to other bands who get to have this experience. Man. I appreciate it. That means a lot.
0: Thank you very much.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right on. All right. Yeah, take it easy. All right. You Bye. take care. Be cool.